Hello everyone, welcome back to Chat Shit Get Fit. This is the main show where we tackle hot topics and listener requests. This week we got a quest through from a fellow soldier in Jason who's recently been getting into CrossFit but he's he's basically baffled to why CrossFit still has this negative stigma surrounding it. So we thought we'd tackle it, give our thoughts and we'd also go into this year's very different looking CrossFit games. While me and Andy are very much involved in the CrossFit scene, Tom is not, so it was great to hear his thoughts on the sport and the actual games themselves, as this was also the first time he'd actually sat down and watched some of the CrossFit games. We implore you to come into this one with an open mind and remove any previous bias or stigma you may have. You may be pleasantly surprised at the outcome. So, let's get into it. Hello boys, welcome back. Good evening. Mm. Evening. What are you being, Andy? Um. Oh, pistachios. Yeah. Snack so, right. That is some B&M pistachios. That is some... So I've got an addiction with sugar, okay? And I'm trying to stop. The so problem I'm, is, Andy, we, we, I thought we established in a previous episode that you can't be addicted to sugar. Now you're saying that you are addicted to sugar. I mean, what... Oh, 100% I am. So you're, counter, you're counteracting it with fats instead. Yeah. So do you like these? Uh, yeah, I do, actually. They're quite fucking nice. They're not too bad. Pistachios. I think they're... Um, you, you sort of buy them once in a while, don't you, really? Tom, I think I saw what you tried doing there. You, you saw it, Bill, and you saw my disappointment when it didn't work. Yeah, I saw it. You know. What? what? What's up, mate? I was supposed to ask if you liked these, and you were supposed to say, these what? And I was going to reply with... Oh, these nuts. These nuts. These nuts. Yeah, yeah. And okay. we could have all Let's... had a giggle. could have been a good start to... Because right. we're we'll back in... Lock... We'll... Listen. Oh, stop. Hold on. We can't, we can't these restart. These I like. <laughs> Do you like them? I mean, these. Shit. Oh, well, like, God. Oh, God. God. Do, do you know what? Lockdown number two is not going well, is it? <laughs> it's not going well. I don't know. It's, not, it's, it's going well for some of us. I've got, I've got some news, boys. Go I've just on. got some bombshells here. So, some the, the viewers, uh, the listeners probably aren't aware, but I do have a long-term partner called Jess, and we are we are now engaged. I've proposed. Well done, mate. Thank you. Thank you. We can we can edit in a massive clap. <laughs> the crowd goes wild. Is it, is it too late to find like a sound clip? I can find yeah. you. That I'm sure I can edit one in. Sound clip now. <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, um, YouTube uh, Gladiator Maximus scene. Are you entertained? There we go. That's it. Are you entertained? Are you trying to make me a dictator again? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, Bill. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> if the shoe fits, or if the sash fits, oh, you know. If... <laughs> we're not going to get married anytime soon, obviously, because of COVID. It's mm-hmm. going to pretty much put a standstill to that. But we're in no rush, so... But in all honesty, congratulations, yeah. mate. Well done. Happy days, mate. Congratulations. We, we needed a bit of good news of all the shit that's happened at the moment. Yeah. And that's a good Second bit of news. Something to look forward to. It is. Yep, something Welcome to look to forward to. the skint world. <laughs> the what world? The skint world. world. I'm already there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already there. Oh. Oh. oh, by the way, I'm... Not very well this week, so I'm sniffling. So if you hear me sounding a bit dreary, that's what it is. So on the grapevine, I heard hashtag Dean Hammond gave you COVID through the computer. Yeah, so at first I thought, you know what, I reckon it's just a cold. But if you think about it, you know, I just got ill a couple of days ago. And it was actually two weeks ago where we had Dean Hammond on the podcast. 
Now, two weeks is the exact incubation period for COVID. So I think I might have COVID, and I think I've contracted it through the internet, through Dean. So, uh, and he ne- did make he did make a comment about the five huge towers outside your house getting he, COVID he, and stuff. He, didn't he did. You see, you know he, what? I'll edit that in. I'll edit that clip into this episode so people know the context of why you've got COVID. So it's got to be something with those five G towers outside of your house. I mean, here's the thing. Like, going, oh, there we go. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <clears throat> here's the thing. The anti-maskers are maskers are right. We don't actually contract COVID from person to person. We do do it person to person, but it's actually through the internet. It's actually through the internet that we contract it. And that's why I'm being extra careful this week. I don't want you guys to contract it. So, um, as you can see here, I've taken precautions. I'm not going to wear a mask because that would be absolutely stupid. But I have put clean film on my keyboard. <laughs> you know, yes, as well. <laughs> so I've clean film on my keyboard so you guys don't and contract it. Um, I'm taking 100%. <laughs> Isn't it supposed to be necessary... tinfoil, Tom? Isn't it supposed to be tinfoil? Well, or have you well, run out of tinfoil? Well, n- no, the tinfoil's on my mouse. <laughs> oh, it actually has as well. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the tinfoil's on my mouse. I really wish we were recording video here. Oh, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's it sorted. But then I obviously... Can just imagine his desk being covered in tinfoil in front of him yeah. and just being like... <laughs> and his, we, and his we missus got... with a tinfoil hat looking at him like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? And we well, also, like, we got because I've got headphones on, so, like, to, to pinch off any infection coming through the headphones, I've got, like, a... You know what you put, like, a cereal bag or a sandwich clip? What is that? What you put around, like, a, when you've opened up a bag of Frosties and you don't want to go in bags, so it's like a little cereal so you're bag basically clip. squishing the wire so so COVID can't get through? Yeah, so it's a one-way system now. Ah, oh, OK. I mean, oh, oh, fucking hell, I've opened it. Uh, oh, great. Oh, shit, you are you guys all right? You guys, okay, so I'll clip it back out. <laughs> but yeah, I'm taking the... Oh, I don't sound good. I've taken all the necessary precautions this week, gents. Also, for a quick bit of, you know, just to make sure I spray a bit of deodorant on the laptop. There you go. We're good. We're good to go. We're good to go. Are we ready to start today's episode now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I've got COVID now, but it. Right, this week then, boys, we are talking about... It's an Instagram submission again. So a friend of mine called uh, Jason, he's a rifleman in the British Army. So that's how that's how uh, I know him. And he got in touch and he's quite new to CrossFit, I think. From what I've seen of him online, he seems to have just got, he's dipped his toe into it. He's been getting really involved with it. And he was surprised at a lot of the hate that CrossFit's still getting. So he was like to me, can you guys do an episode and it discuss your thoughts on it? Uh, and I was like, yeah, it's, it's a really good, really good point. Why is CrossFit still got a stigma, especially as we've just had the CrossFit Games? It'd be a good time for us to have a little recap as well. And Tom's also sort of the first time he's actually bothered to watch a bit of CrossFit, so we're interested to hear his his thoughts on it. So the CrossFit Games 2020 has happened probably the time of this recording a couple of weeks ago, was it? Mm-hmm. A lot later than usual because obviously because of COVID, they had to work really hard trying to get it running. So it was only five five on each category, wasn't it? Five men, five women. Yeah. In the final, uh, no surprise who won it. Matt Fraser and Tia Toomey, they just keep dominating. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to think that year on year. Yeah. They're just constantly excelling. Especially with the episode before about getting old, you start to lose fitness, but they're just like constantly getting better. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just. The thing is, though, there's a part of me that's like, it's sort of the Matt and Tear show. And to be honest, this year, I I thought the games were boring this year. I'm not going to lie. Really? Yeah. I I watched it. I wasn't too. I wasn't too impressed with it. I think maybe because of COVID and they just. Mm. They didn't have the atmosphere. It, yeah. I don't know. It was a bit. It's a bit. I think I I was more 
excited about the second through fifth placing because that kept changing like every well, every event yeah. they kept the first place didn't really change at all because they were so far ahead but the places below it was really close and it was quite interesting to see each event how it would change around and no one was really safe where they were in their yeah what well, i don't know i just i love watching matt and i love watching tia yeah but I, I, i'm just bored of them winning all the time i think a lot of people share that same uh same sort of opinion of it i mean it I don't know the word to say for it. Would you say it's almost... It does almost become like a political farce. What I mean by that, it's almost like people say, so how the fuck am I shoehorning politics into this? But it's like when you vote for A or B, it's only like a two-party system. Yeah. And we've... Uh, as I mean, it's the first time I've ever kind of been exposed to the CrossFit games. And even like in the like, like the commentary, it was just constantly... Matt and Tia, Matt and Tia, Matt and Tia. And there's like all these other people, um, you know, competing as well. And... Um, there, there was one young girl there. I mean, you'll probably know her name, but she's only 19 years yeah, old. Hayley Adams. Adams yeah. Hayley Adams, that was it. And I was watching her, I was thinking, Jesus Christ, this girl's an We're absolute 19 beast. 19 yeah. years old. And yeah, I can, I can kind of see the frustration with, as Annie said, it being the Matt and Tia show. It's It kind of takes away that you're actually watching a competition amongst more than two people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's only like a two a two-person system, so to speak. But I suppose when they're so dominant, though, because they are like they were so dominant, and it's like oh yeah, yeah, they were dominant, they were dominant, and they've been dominant through every single fact. Like every time they've changed the games, like last year they completely changed the whole system around. They still won it. This year they've changed it again, where it was like online only, then five, five, uh, only five people in each category, and they still dominate. And it's just like, how do you beat these people? I don't get it. I don't know. Maybe retirement. That's how I should beat them. Maybe I don't know because I, I feel <laughs> nah, like who's going to beat him? Who can beat him? No one. Look, look at Rich. He was on top of his game. He was on yeah. top of form, and there wouldn't have been uh, someone to beat him. I think he would have been champ for another couple of years. But he took his. He took it. He knew his time. Four. I'm done. Let someone else have reins. Matt's done five. I think it's retirement time. Well done. You've done it. Move on. Let someone else be champ. You know. Reckon let- he will then. I don't know, he probably won't because it's 300 grand, isn't it? Well, I watched an interview of him and he said, uh, he, he said they're going to have a break now, he and uh, Sammy, his missus. Mm-hmm. He said, oh, we're going to have a talk about it, see what things lie in the future. So I reckon they're probably going to talk about when they want to maybe start a family. And at that point, he might be like, well, maybe it's time to retire now because I'm going to start a family. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It's just, I didn't think the games were that good this year. I just didn't think they were hyped up the way that they should have been. Well, I do have an idea of what they could have done, and it could have killed two birds with one stone here. Um, that's not a uh, birds aren't real reference, by the way. Could be, depends how you want to see it. But, so, one, it was boring, and two, you're saying, you know, some of these people kind of need to move over and let the younger people kind of take over. Well, why don't they introduce duelling? What do you mean? What? Duelling, with pistols, with a sword. Oh, fuck off, Tom. What you well, they've already brought pistols it? in, haven't they? Well... Yeah, but do they shoot yeah, well, each other with shooting them? Shooting guns. Oh, okay, yeah, fair one. Oh, what fuck. would... To be fair, they did have a shooting event, didn't they, in the Rogue? Rogue Interpretational last year, they had a, oh, they had you a need shooting event. <laughs> one naughty Dennis. <laughs> Throwing boys and girls into the mix together. And then shoot each other. So to be fair, though... In the duelling. She, see, the way that last came? event, that last event, mate, yeah. that... Uh, what was the name? Fucking... Atlanta. Atlanta? Yeah, Atlantis? but what's the, no, what's the chicks? The pony came first, the one who beat everybody, I don't, uh, know. I don't know. Oh, fucking hell, yeah. The gymnastics chick, I don't know her name. Oh, Carrie Pierce. Yes. She she beat everybody by ages, and that was to her to, her to stand on the podium. I don't know if it was because Matt was... I think Matt and Tia wanted to stay together, didn't they? Mm-hmm. But I don't think Matt could have gone any faster, because it felt like that he was 
pushing it as well as, as well as Tia was. Um, but yeah, that, that proves that they can throw down together. And there's been numerous occasions where Tia's beaten Matt's times on workouts. Yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ, can as I said, like this is kind of new territory for me. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't watch the whole of the games. I pretty much watched the last event. Because the last event was like two hours by itself anyway, at the end of the day. That was horrendous, wasn't it? Um, I mean, what did you think of that, Tom, from an outsider? Would that put you off CrossFit? Or? Jesus Christ. I mean, it's amazing to watch. It's amazing to see what we're capable of doing as humans. Especially, as I said, you know, there's a young 19-year-old girl there, you know, absolutely dominating, really, compared to like people much older than her as well and a lot more experienced. But I mean, yeah, as a, as a newcomer, it was... Fucking, it actually made me feel sick at some points. I mean, what was it? It was a, a mole run followed it's by... It's wearing a weighted vest, by the way. Wearing a weighted vest, £20 for men, £14 for women. I mean, even if we were to ignore the vest, you know, it's still pretty horrendous. A mile run, 100 handstand push-ups, 200 pistol squats, 300 pull-ups, or kipping, it is CrossFit, followed by another mile run. And you think, oh my God, that's horrendous. And then you read, well, they're also wearing weighted vests. That's disgusting, isn't it? I mean, that was watching that was like incredible. But Jesus Christ, it actually it actually gave me doms just watching it. Do you know what though? It's it's we look at it. It's a, it's a hard workout, but if your if your capabilities up there and your capacities up there, I think it would have been in a, like the field if there was a, a top ten, top fifteen, or whatever, or three, four heats. There would have been a, a lot. I think there would have been a, loads of a different like. One through fifth or one through tenth, I think it would have been all over the place. Yeah, that is it's just a workout no one's ever trained. You can't game. train for that, can you? You no. can't train for that workout. Like Laura Horvat, she's fucking. She's oh, she would have flopped. She wouldn't have been able to finish. Yeah, because she would have fucking creamed in on the handstand push-ups. Yeah, you know that was very much gymnastics. But then you got like uh, fucking what's his name, Mister Capacity, uh, Jacob Hetner. You look at him. That would have, that would have been him. He loves that shit. He loves just grinding it out. He loves to grind and grind. That he'd have had his own name all over that. What I'm saying is, what the one thing that does me is there was a comment made like, oh, could you imagine at CrossFit boxes on Monday morning when the coaches all turn around and going, right, we're doing that Monday morning, go. Yeah. And I was like, if if you're a CrossFit coach and you program that for just any normal person, you're a prick. Yeah. You're a oh, genuine yeah. silly, isn't it? They even said it, didn't they, before? Do not try this at home. And it was like, people were laughing at that comment, but it's true. Yeah. You should not be doing that unless you're at the top of your game. Yeah. That's why it was it was programmed for the top five in the world. So that's actually one of my main issues with CrossFit. But I think I'm going to save that argument for kind of later on when we start talking about like why some people are kind of against CrossFit or why it's alienated, stigmatised, etc. But I mean, going back to that event again, another thing to consider is the actual terrain. So obviously it doesn't really matter when you're doing pull-ups and you're doing, you know, uh, one-legged pistol squats, etc. But just simply for the running, like it's not like it's a flat tarmac, tarmac road. You know, it was pretty rough terrain. It was like a dirt trail or it was like a dusty, sandy kind of Arizona-type terrain, you know. And on top of that, like, fair bit of incline, a lot of twists and turns as well at the end of the days. So even like the run, even though it's like a two miles in total at the beginning and end, it's still quite naughty considering everything else you've got to do. Um, once again, as a newcomer, there was one thing that kind of irked me about CrossFit and that, well, the CrossFit games are the one that I've just watched at least, and that is the environment was very, like, it was very tacky and cheesy. What I mean by that is everything from, like, the set to the commentary, to the, the the generic stock music they played. It was just really... It felt like I was like playing a golf game on the PlayStation 1. 
Yeah, no, I, mean, I, I get what you say. Even that like thing, that generic. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it's because I'm, I'm more used to kind of like watching like powerlifting competitions where they fucking dim the lights and it's more like you've gone you to see a Slayer concert. In this country, we're used to watching British sports and we do it in a very different way to the Americans. The Americans are very... They're, all, they're very glamour, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, very glitz yeah. and glamour. That's a good way of putting it. And that's that's yeah. how that's how they do it. And if you look at the old, if you look at other games, it's not. It doesn't. It's a bit better because obviously they've got a bigger production value. There's a crowd and stuff, but it's still got that same corny vibe to it. I think that's yeah. how Americans do sport. Yeah. No, I mean I don't want to be fucking slagging Americans off in their sport. No, they do. They do. They, that's they, how they do it, isn't it? They push their sport. That's their style. Yeah. They're, they're very fucking. Look at us. This is what we do. This yeah. is how and we it's do all it. very glamoury, but... high fivey. They're very um, yeah. woo. Yeah, fucking yeah. Yeah, it'll be like yeah. a shot put. Whoa, fucking yeah! Have you noticed they, a lot of the time they chat a lot of shit really in the commentary? They don't actually say anything of any value. They just say random shit but say it like really loud. Yeah, the, <laughs> the commentators were really fucking annoying me at one point. At one point, I was actually thinking to myself, do you know what, I think we could do better as in us yeah. three. Just throwing that yeah, out I there. You know? I reckon, I reckon, oh, yeah, what? That? Give us a shout. Okay, shall, I get, shall I give Dave Castro a bell Ooh, and be like, yeah, 100%. Phone, phone, Honestly, the, yeah, CrossFit Games. Phone that, well, we can't phone the other guy, can we? Um, you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll phone up Dave. We'll have a chat with him because you know it's been a year and we've not heard any. You know, we ain't got any sponsorships yet. So maybe CrossFit's the way to go. I, I'm not a fan of Dave, to be honest. You know? Nah. What's wrong with Dave? Just, just a bit of a weasel, isn't he? Was he? Well, there goes our sponsorship. And we wonder why we've got no sponsorships, Tom. Because every time we're about to get one, we go, "Yeah, they're actually really shit." <laughs> no, I don't know. I just, I just didn't like him the way he was on the games this time. Do you know what I mean? It's, his presence is. Do you remember? Like, he, do you remember he told the? You know when um that run they did that trail run they came in and then he said to him, "Nah, turn around, you got to go do it again." They, mate, Tom, did you see that one? I did not. I missed that. What happened? They did a Tom? free. They did like a three mile run, and they were like going balls out. They got to the end. Matt Fraser laid on the floor, and then Dave Crusher went, "Yeah, now run the course backwards yeah, like that again." He told him to and fuck then off. Matt was like laughing, and he went, "What?" And he goes, "Yeah, you got to go do it again." So they had to go do the same loop again, but obviously around the other way. And they were, "Oh, mate, <laughs> like fuck you, Dave. You do it again." That's a, that's a that's a shit surprise act because you'd have gone balls out at the end there. Oh, God, yeah, I've never seen this guy before. As I said, I don't really follow CrossFit, but just looking at a picture of him, I already want to kind of, you know, drown him in a shallow swimming pool. Oh, See? He's just got all his faces, look, just... <laughs> what, well, you've chosen nonsense-looking picture <laughs> in the world, haven't you? <laughs> oh, and it's the <laughs> He's probably not a bad guy. It's just, I don't know. He's I a get... former Navy SEAL, wasn't he? He used to be like a PT in the Navy, Navy SEALs or something. Oh, in which case, I can't drown him in a Charles pool. <laughs> No, <laughs> probably could. I don't know if he's done any options. He might have take a couple of days. Mm. <laughs> no, um, no. Moving on, moving swiftly on. Uh, should, should we get to the actual stigma behind CrossFit then, shall yeah. we? Yeah. So, why do we think it still gets stick then? I I looked at it from. Do you reckon it's, it's still quite new? If you actually look at it, it was only you're only creating it in the year two thousand. Yeah, 20, 20 years, years old. old. It's fucking so it's still, still in, quite new. It's, it's still in its infancy, shall we say? Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And uh, I think it gets a lot of stick because of how big it got so quick. Yeah, that's true. Because of how big it is. Like, look at powerlifting. How long's that been around? And no one fucking cares about it. You know? Yeah, it's not that big, is it? Really? If you to think about honest, it, there's no like big sports channel. To be fair, it's not very exciting to watch, is it? How can you make a spectacle of free lifts like? Yeah. <laughs> Tom, Tom's face. <laughs> Me, just my lip wobbling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but if you look no. at Strongman, Strongman's exciting because they do loads of mad shit. Mm. Like they pull lorries, they're like throwing stones around, they're walking. It's all like look, at, look at Strongman. Look at Strongman. Um, yeah. Look, at, it's been around for years. 
It is it's exciting. But it's not as big as CrossFit, is it? But it's not as big as CrossFit. They do, and they don't... I, I don't know whether they know how to publicise it or they even bother to publicise it, it does, or, like, put the media... You know what it is? It's not as sexy. CrossFit is very sexy in the way it comes across. Like we said, the glitz and the glamour. It appeals yeah. to a massive market, which is America. Yeah. Whereas Strongman, maybe maybe not as much. I don't know. I think that's actually a part of... Like, it is it is part of the glitz and glamour though, that might actually put people off, in a sense. As I said, when I, when I started watching it, like, it was... It kind of threw me off a bit, like well, as, the old boys off, didn't it? The old powerlifters and the old strongmen. Well, it's what I was, as you know, with the whole powerlifting thing. I do kind of watch powerlifters, and to me, it's like the sense you get with powerlifting is that you know you are at like a fucking heavy metal concert. Is that kind of vibe? Do you know what I mean? It's very beefy, it's very aggressive, etc. And then you kind of look at CrossFit, and it's kind of like the, you know, it's kind of like the, the magic Mike version of yeah. athletics and sports, do you know what I mean? It's all very like, like slutty like step sister. Yeah, it's a slutty stepsister. And I think part of that kind of like it it kind of puts people off. But then at the same time it kind of attracts people as well. So for me, um what is the most televised thing? The CrossFit games, isn't it? So we've got the top tier athletes, like the world's best CrossFitters, doing what they do best. That's going full send. People watch that and form an opinion on that and that yeah. alone like that is its own separate entity they don't look at it at the grassroots yeah. level do they now you look at you go to a box and it won't be sexy it won't be fucking skin tight pants yeah some of the chicks will have that it'll and be the people guys, in hoodies mate because they love guys, the heating off of the fucking yeah. because they can't afford it yeah. they have hoodies on woolly hats on doing yeah. a few fucking warm up and, it, and it's and it and it is gritty and it is um, like down to earth and it's just a normal gym but people assume that you're going to walk into the box and it's going to be like fucking flares going off, people yeah. swinging from rafters. <laughs> yes, occasionally there might be like the odd percent of people in every box that can do that. But nine times out of ten, a good gym, a good box will have you doing structured, and I mean proper structured, strength. You know what I mean? Gymnastics, all of it. But they're not going to be like, right, we're going to build an obs course and we're going to go over with our hands. Because fucking 67-year-old Debbie, she's never been on her hands before, but you still need to make it inclusive. So what you see on the games and what you see in a general generalised box is, is fucking far different. And and it annoys me that because people are like, ah, oh, CrossFit, have you seen what they're like? It's like, well, I don't do any of it. Well, I do, but I don't do any of that fucking at that level. So please yeah. don't assume that I do. It reminds me a bit of, um, you know, football. Like, obviously, English, English football talk about. People don't look at that and they don't, people don't watch all the, the glitz and the glamour of, like, top-level football and all the skills doing. Go to a Sunday League match and expect the same. They go to Sunday League. Most of them turn up hungover, all yeah. massive piss tanks from the night before. Yeah. Pissing down with rain, sliding on mud, two-fitted tackles, kill, literally killing each other. A goalkeeper who weighs about 50 stone. But people expect that and they're fine with that. They don't, but then when it comes across it, people think that it's only the games. People don't look at football and think it's just the Premier League, it's just the World Cup. They they know you've got grassroots level. Yeah. You've got the lower level. You, you know it's a bit more gritty at the bottom. But maybe because it's been around for so long, people have got accustomed to that. Whereas because CrossFit's new, people aren't really used to it being yeah. that they don't know what it's like. Yeah, 100%. I've, I think the stigma comes down to three main things in regards to how the general population kind of see CrossFit. And that is the first one is, it's the fear of the unknown, you know, so they only kind of know about CrossFit through memes, gym fails, and what other gym bros say about it. The second one is the actual movements involved. Now, let's be honest, the average gym bro is not going to take the piss out of 
the Chinese Olympic weightlifting team when they do movements that CrossFitters do. But to the average Joe or the average gym bro, when they think CrossFit, they think of lots of flailing movements. Yeah. High intensity mixed modalities. Yes. And don't Absolutely. get me wrong, you, you do get some of that. But let's be honest, you can get out of anything. You get the average gym bro that just wants to bodybuild and he's fucking flailing around like a like an epileptic frog on the lap pull down. So you can get out of any kind of training modality, not just CrossFit. And the third one is, and it's one that we've, you know, it feels like it's a zombie and it keeps coming back to life and we have to keep on burying it again. But that is that CrossFit is inherently dangerous. Yeah. yeah fuck me. So we those did are the a whole three main this, reasons. I mean, especially on that injury one, I'd love it. We'd refer you back to our episode, uh, Myths episode, where it was called uh, Let's Chat Myths, CrossFit Will Injure You and Deep Squats Are Bad For Your Knees. And that was obviously where we tackle, tackle both of those. And we literally put that myth to bed pretty quickly because CrossFit will not inherently injure you. We even got the stats for it. I mean, Tom, you pulled up a whole data table of different sports comparing injuries per thousand hours and CrossFit was pretty similar compared to the other modalities, wasn't it? But I mean, let's talk about that, that first point of stigma, which kind of like entails everything else I just said, to be honest with you. And that is, it's the fear of the unknown. So yeah, for the average gym bro, he thinks CrossFit, he just thinks, oh, isn't there that thing where they do kind of random movements with poor form and they end up injuring themselves and they're all pansies because they wear headbands and, you know, all the razzle-dazzle clothing, clothing etc. and accessories. But yeah, I mean, it it I was kind of like that at first and that's because it was kind of like a fear of the unknown. I didn't actually do my homework into CrossFit. I just went off of the Chinese whispers, basically, what everyone else was saying about CrossFit and if you dared defend CrossFit or you even took an interest in CrossFit, then you was you was like, you're no longer one of us in regards to lifting, etc. Do you kind of get what I mean by that? So yeah. what I find funny is everybody does it. Everybody does CrossFit. So remember that CrossFit is a brand that jumped on to high intensity training. High intensity training is not 20 years old. Let's look at circuits, everything like this that we do. Like, let's in British Army, for instance. Yeah, everyone turns around and goes, Oh, you're doing, you know what I mean? If you do two minutes work, one minute rest, you do like five rounds or whatever. Someone will go, Oh, it's CrossFit. It's like, Well, nah, I'm pretty sure I did that nine years ago when I joined the British Army. I've done that years and years and years before that as well. I think my dad was doing it when he was like fucking 20 years old as well. We, we have this thing where they, where CrossFit has branded really well, like the name. But they've they've just branded a name. They haven't yeah. they haven't made up a new sport. They've just taken sports that have already been around and yeah. said we'll do a bit of everything and put it under a yeah. banner. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of like if you've ever said to your mate, "Me and you, let's go have a push up competition now." Guess what? You're probably doing CrossFit. Yeah, and and, <laughs> and, and this is what does my head in because we just associate any sort of in high intensity. Anything like, that's doing different. Cross, doing CrossFit. It's like, no, we're not. <laughs> we're just doing high-intensity training. But people like to put it under that bubble, you know? Yeah. And instantly, it's it's almost like an insult. For the average gym bro, saying, oh, you're a CrossFitter is an insult. You know, but if anything, that's just... So there's like a little fucking keyword I keep on saying, uh, especially on my Instagram, and that's normies. I call people normies. And that's, that's such a fucking normie thing to do. Oh, I bet you're a CrossFitter. You know, and CrossFit to them is just these random movements that are going to cause injury. But like, actually, no, if you go and kind of do your homework and kind of look at the history of what 
kind of what you just said, Andy, what CrossFit actually entails, mm-hmm. what the meth- uh, modality of training is, etc., what the purpose is, is for, you know, see what the injury, how low the injury rates actually are, etc. You know, it's actually a pretty acceptable form of training. <laughs> Yeah, it is. You can get injured doing anything. You can get injured it's doing powerlifting. Been around. I wouldn't like to say how many years it's been around exactly, but high-intensity training has been around for a fucking long, long time before CrossFit was even a word, you know? We'd have all done it, you know? Our fucking bosses would have done it before us. It's just very well marketed, and it's easy for people to just jump on that bandwagon. Like, anything... I've noticed now, like... Someone would be doing a burpee, hurt their shoulder. It's like, oh, you're doing CrossFit. That's why you get injured. It's like, mm. it's just so easy to tarnish yeah. CrossFit. Um, Use it as that insult. Yeah. It's a scapegoat, isn't it? Oh, of course it is, yeah. Mm. Do you reckon there's a bit of bitterness in there as well? Oh, of from course like, it is, def- yeah. Because like there'll be some cases where there'll be people who have done, let's say, I'll use powerlifting, for example. They've done it for a year. They've got, they've got their, their, their weights. And then some CrossFit will come along who can lift exactly the same as them but can do everything else. Mm-hmm. And you reckon they're looking at it thinking, oh, yeah, but you're doing it with shit form. You're doing touch-and-go deadlifts. Like, my, my deadlift's amazing. Or you're doing, I don't know, you're doing touch-and-go cleans. But it, it could be the same weight as the other person's clean mm-hmm. thing. But because it's it, maybe it's defensive, they're a bit, bit bitter. They're like, they don't want to accept that this person could be actually as good as them, but better at everything else. They're an Na- all-round athlete. Narrow-minded people. Do you know what I mean? A true athlete and a, a genuine true athlete will have uh, some some line of respect for any and all sports, you know, and CrossFit is now, it's functional fitness. Let's let's forget CrossFit, but functional fitness, okay, is 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 becoming, a, if not, it is a sport, you know, there are fucking hundreds of thousands of people doing it. What was like the last Open, was it something like 250,000 people entered? Oh yeah, loads of people, yeah. I think Do you know what I mean? If, if not more than more. that, that's fucking yeah, ridiculous. More. What, what it does do really well is it brings people together and and you can call it a cult and all this shame and dame but i love the way that it doesn't matter if you're fucking one week in or five years in you're part of a group you're part of a group of people that just want to get fitter yes every time me and bill thrown down i've been like yeah it's cool but yes i've secretly been like i'm gonna fucking smash you as fast as I can, you know? And Bill's done exactly the same with me. Yeah, yeah. We're all, yeah, yeah, good effort, good effort, but I fucking beat you, you know? And that's that's the thing I love about it because you are, you're racing each other, you know, but, you're, but your willingness to accept when someone's done better than you or, or fucking smashed you on a workout and it... And and it, it and there's always somewhere where someone could, can excel at because there's so many different modalities mixed into the yeah. into the sort of functional fitness cross whatever you want to call it. And there's always an opportunity for you to excel at something. So that's why it's a good point. Actually, like, yeah. I'm good at I'm good at running. I could I could do well at the running workouts. I'll get my toe in the water, yeah. and then I can work on other things. And maybe yeah. that appeals to people because they'll be like, I've got a learning, I've got a challenge here. I'm good at this thing, but what about if I want to try and be good at all these other aspects? I've now got to put my foot down, put some work in. I mean, in regards to like general activity as well, like. One thing that really surprised me with CrossFit was the amount of variability there actually is with it. Um, when I was watching highlights of the previous CrossFit games, I mean, there was moments where people were on assault bikes, and then once they'd finished on the assault bike, they were straight into a swimming pool to do lanes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which was, you know, it was quite, it was funny to watch that because people were cycling with swimming hats and goggles on. But, yeah. but you know, it's, it is pretty cool. It's like, it's, it's almost like open Exciting. arms for everyone, no matter what you're into. Um, just a disclaimer there that um, normal people that do CrossFit 
Gyms don't, um, swimming pools don't actually like you taking equipment. <laughs> By the pool. By the pool. Whack an assault bike out. Because I brought two dumbbells down to my local pool once and I was like, can I play around with these? And they were like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? I was like, don't worry. Just set your squat rack up in the deep end. Happy you know days. I mean? There you go. Yeah. But that, but that's it. There's so much, there's so much variety there that it's, it's got something for everybody and Sorry, there's always could, potential to grow. Can we just go back to what Andy was going to do with dumbbells in the pool? Uh, so, so basically, I was, I wanted to do uh, dumbbell hang clean, hang squat cleans. Uh, fuck it, I think it was like twenty five, and then go like two, four lengths of the pool and just repeat that for like thirty oh, okay. minutes. And I, I did gonna, it. I thought he was going to get inside the water with the weights. Oh my god! Yeah, just drown himself, Tom. I did a workout once where I was doing like lengths of the pool. You get out, do um, like push ups, squats, but because it's not the normal, honestly, I was getting the weirdest looks through the whole fucking both sessions. People like stopping, <laughs> like staring at you, like, "What the fuck is this weirdo doing?" That also People are brings... so narrow-minded, aren't they? Think about it. I mean, we're all we we've probably all done something. I say, if if something's not normal to us, we automatically think it's wrong. Yeah. We, some people just can't take a moment to think, why are they doing what they're doing? Instead of thinking about why they're doing it and what what could be the benefit of doing that, they just automatically go, that's not normal. That must be wrong. That's fucking absolutely, stupid. Absolutely, absolutely nailed it there. And man. that's it, isn't it? Yeah. And you know what's wrong with society is that if you'd probably gone and done like a really heavy deadlift at the end of the pool. And then went and done some lengths, people wouldn't have batted an eye just because you'd been deadlifting and not thrusters or whatever it was you was doing. Yeah. Are you saying you should do deadlifts at the end of a pool now, Tom? Well, it's more socially acceptable. I think that's worse, mate. That's that's a lot of kit to bring in. That's a lot of kit to bring in. It is, but it's more socially acceptable. You can't do CrossFit in a commercial gym. Oh, that's a... Yeah. Um, Do you know what? Um... I work in a commercial gym and... Oh, you've got an actual functional fitness area though. Yeah, you? there got, is... Yeah, you, you know, you've got a hybrid gym, not a fucking commercial gym. We do have a, a couple of CrossFitters, but as as you kind of said, we've we've got like a little area where there's like a ski urge there, salt bikes, we've got like a rig with all different chin-up bars. A little functional um, fitness yeah, area, yeah. That kind of so little area. I was in a gym once where it was literally a tiny little gym. It was on top of like... Uh, a karate center, like tiny little box in Poland, and there was this dude doing kipping pull-ups on the only um, crossover cable crossovers. <laughs> so no one else was using it, but like loads of people were just like looking at this guy and he's like going, Dish, like doing the old kipping pull-ups and that. <laughs> I was like, oh, don't be a knobhead, mate. <laughs> All right, you, in, That's you know where what? it gets stigma. If you go to somewhere like Gold's Gym. Or someone like that, then yeah, you're going to kind of get that kind of stigma. I think you've got to go to, you got to know your area because I'm not, you won't go to a fucking, you won't go to, I don't know, you won't, you won't go to a five-side football pitch and then start doing deadlifts in the middle of the pitch, would you? No. Nah. You go somewhere to do a certain, like the Gold's Gym, you go there to do your bro lifts. That's yeah. what it's there for. That's what it's laid we're, out for. I mean, we're not supporting segregation, but it's one of those things where certain, you know, certain you've got gyms. To know your certain, crowd. Yeah, mm. not just know your crowd, <laughs> but also like know your equipment. Some yeah. places yeah. are kind of kitted out for it, you know. Um, and the thing is, if you do go to like Gold's Gym and people just want to do traditional pull-ups and you're kind of there kipping away, it is going to start pissing people off. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think that's the issue. I think the issue, because that I don't see that be a massive problem. I think the problem would be is when someone's using the, ca- the cable is, machine. It is, though, if you're already stigmatised. 
Well, yeah, but I mean, Andy's example was was good because it was like the cable machine design for the cables are pull-up bits. Probably if people on a super set, I don't know, they want to do some bicep cable curls and do a few pull-ups to really push it to the next level. Yeah. Do strict pull-ups. But when there's someone taking up the entire area because they're swinging around like a fucking monkey, yeah. then it's going to, people could be like, well, what, what are you doing? Like, I need to use the cable machine. Whereas if someone's just doing a few strict pull-ups, you can kind of get around it. Yeah, you can work not, around it. They're not really moving. Yeah. So. I mean, you know, kind of like what you were saying earlier, Andy, about like how one of the benefits of CrossFit is kind of you do get into this group mentality and you get like a lot of support you get a lot of motivation etc yeah it's called a cult Tom yeah we'll get into that good thing about cults is that they can be very um, supportive yeah and motivational like this is the only cult that I know that isn't going hey Let's all kill ourselves at the end of the session. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, I don't know. I could argue a lot of people do look like they have killed themselves at the end of the session, the way that you see some CrossFit uh, workouts finish. Yeah. Like Heaven's it, Gate. I, I'll give you that, but you know what I mean? But It's not a cult, is it? Let's be honest. It's, no, it's, it's not. It's, but it's, 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 it's a word that gets thrown around and people just jump on it and go, yeah, it's definitely a cult. It's like, why is it a cult? Give me a reason why it's a cult. I don't... <laughs> It's because most cults are like, yeah, come join us, come join us, you know, where where people have got this narrow-minded, like, no, it's our little club, stay away from it, you've got to be mega to get in here, where actually CrossFit's like, CrossFit's oh, can you not do a pull-up, yeah. come in with us, oh, have you never heard deadlifting, come with us, have you never been able to run before, come and join us. People don't like people to be nice, you know? Yeah, that's all it is. Talk about cults and CrossFit, because uh, it's kind of seems to go hand in hand did, did you say it was like kind of came around 20 years ago yeah yeah 20 yeah 2000 was when that, CrossFit was like that is started. kind of close to when the Heaven's Gate cult kind of uh, fucks appeared sake. in 1997 it's, it's like 23 years 23 years ago do you, do you guys know about Heaven's Gate no enlighten us not really Heaven's me. Gate was a famous cult um, that ended up committing mass suicide by drinking poison laced Kool-Aid I believe it was nice but the, so this is in America then, was it? it? Of course it was, you know. <laughs> but how is this related to CrossFit? Well, I think this might have been one of the first CrossFit groups because when they actually stormed <laughs> their compound... Now, listen to this. When they stormed the Heaven's Gate compound, they found all the bodies, and you can actually Google pictures of the bodies, I swear to God, their, their feet are hanging out from underneath the blankets because they was all found in bed after having drunk the Kool-Aid. That's where this um, that phrase comes from, drinking the Kool-Aid comes from Heaven's Gate. Well, it turns out they was all wearing the same Nike trainers. Oh, God. Now, that is CrossFit. That is definitely <laughs> Nike CrossFit. trainers? Well, they by weren't, the weren't Metcons, were they? they weren't by around. the way, well, it might have been the Metcon that finished them off. <laughs> <laughs> it might not have been the Kool-Aid. But by the way, Heaven's Gate, the official website is still active. So you oh, can okay. go view that. I don't have as much CrossFit stuff on there, but I'm just throwing that out there. I just want to put a disclaimer that we've got no actual evidence to support Tom's claim of Heaven's Gate and CrossFit Incorporated being the same entity. Yeah, definitely need to say that. But it is definitely likely. <laughs> However, <laughs> on top of that, uh, what I was saying about the whole cult, the cult point is, you know, um, I've kind of found like a study a while back and it was like the psychological variables of CrossFit participants. And one thing I kind of like about this, and it kind of goes into that whole group mentality thing, is that they concluded that while the benefits of CrossFit is that they have people that partake in CrossFit have a lot of intrinsic motivation. Mm-hmm. So with motivation, we get extrinsic and then intrinsic motivation. The difference being extrinsic is when you're motivated by outside factors. So um, Bill, Andy, I want you guys to do this particular ch- exercise challenge and I'll give you 100 quid. 
So that's like an outside influence. But if you do it because you generally like it, you like it for yourself, then that's intrinsic. And with like keeping activity sustainable, like sustainably taking part in activity and exercise and a healthy lifestyle, we do have evidence to show that, you know, intrinsic motivation is a lot more successful than extrinsic. So that's another good thing going for CrossFit as well. And if that's to do with that cult slash group mentality where people do kind of motivate you and you feel part of something, then good, fair enough, I'm all for CrossFit. One thing we don't want to do is create more barriers to exercise. It definitely creates a huge community vibe, doesn't it? I mean, you go to any box, the community vibe is fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Everyone's yeah. all supporting each other. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from. I mean, you get people of all, you know, uh, sexes, color, uh, color, or disabilities. Everyone yeah. just comes together, and no one even cares what what level you're at. People Don't get me wrong. Have... There's a few boxes that I've been to that have been I'm never going to go back to because they've got this sort of egotistical sort of attitude. But yeah, not not everyone in not everyone can be perfect, you know. So there are going to be a few bad apples in the in the works. But I would say 95 percent of the time, you're going to hit a box that's just going to include you. And I would say to anyone that's thinking about going. Yes, it's expensive, but nine times out of ten, you'll get your first session free anyway. They'll just let you just jump on or book on. It's free. Come in. The thing about CrossFit, though, is in regards to like paying for membership, is you're not just paying for access to a gym or a box, as you call them. Mm. Coaches. But you're also paying for to be a part of that group. Yeah. But you're also paying for coaching and you're paying for mm. programming as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, considering you get that like whole package, it's not a it's not too bad a thing. I mean, considering that, you know, a lot of gym memberships range anywhere from, you know, 15 to 40 pounds, depending on where, where you kind of go to for your gym. And on, on top of that, you've got to pay extra if you do want to get a personal trainer. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, most personal trainers are absolute dog shit anyway. Yeah. You know? So in hindsight, like the cost to go to a CrossFit box, what you get out of it, as long as it's like a decent one, mm. as long as it's a decent one with decent coaches, then yeah, you get a lot of bang for your buck. Yeah, I mean, not, not everyone's going to be able to afford it, which is absolutely fine. But yeah. you know, there are other ways you can dip your toes into things like this. For example, uh, me and Andy, we've got like a, a community. It's not a CrossFit community, but it is a fitness community, which is in the same sort of vein of that supportive nature. And obviously ours isn't that expensive, is it really? Because it's all online. There's no online, like physical yeah. interaction. We've kept it pretty cheap there. But that's uh, called Train Primal. And one of the programs is called Primal Assault. And that is kind of that functional fitness vibes. So everything on there is pretty much what we've been talking about, that CrossFit style. But it's all... How do you describe it? Progressive. There's nothing. It's not like people watch the games and think that's what you do. But our training, it's not. It's not like that at all. No, we know what they do. You start from a level and then you build up to it, yeah. and you get obviously you progress into it. And it's scalable like, as we, well, of course. But more, more so is that the, the fee you're paying for that program. Yeah, you're getting the programming, but you're also getting access to the, the community we're trying to build. And we think that's more important than the yeah. actual training itself because it's all good. Anyone can give you good training. There's a load, there's 101 trainers out there who can give you good programming, can give you good advice. But what it comes down to is being able to sustain it and actually enjoying it long term. Yeah. So I, I think that's what we do quite well. I've I've been on a few I've been on a few programs myself and what I found it's very especially if you're looking for like online or or that sort of stuff, it's very you are very seg seg segmented segmented segregated segregated not yeah. be not through choice or anything like that but because you it's do online, a program and, and and it's online you're on your own so you go to a gym and you'll do your programming on your own so the idea of like building this community with the training program is the fact that we wanted people to be able to say fucking hell i really struggle with this movement 
and then and then someone will be able to come in with a oh have you tried this you know and we and you start this ball rolling but in in a in a sort of a box environment where you're not going to get like haters because I've noticed online and that someone may put something out there and first thing is first 10 comments are made why the fuck are you doing that movement that's no good there that's go good there trying to push away all that bad shit that's on social media and yeah, just bring our, it's safe we've got that group haven't we where that, yeah. that closed Facebook group where we only let in our members and obviously everything on there we, we actually see when people go to post something we actually see it first Yeah. so you don't get any of that crap because we, we want people to post we want people to engage and as Andy said if someone says they want help with something we want to have that community aspect that you get in a box but online especially in times like now where we can't even go to a fucking gym half the time because the country mm. keeps locking itself down it's important to have access to these communities online as well as in person but being actually good communities not ones where you go onto a reddit forum you say oh how do you uh, how do you do your first keep and pull up and then you get some fucking bro normie as tom calls him saying oh fucking keep and pull up that's bullshit you're yeah, fucking, fucking top yourself oh my god yeah, can't yeah, exactly. doing it. and we yeah. want to avoid that completely you know so I think, avoid yeah. the normies guys if you the thing is if you already listen to this podcast you're already not a normie you've transcended beyond being a normie transcended yeah, you've transcended. No, right, yeah, you you've you are like, evolved. You've evolved to heaven's gate. Mm. Yeah. No. So in, speaking of which, look at the shoes. That's the shoes I was on about. That's a body, by the way. Tell me, that's not nice CrossFit. Fucking... He's wrapped his tits in doing a a uh, what, what's those CrossFit workouts called? A, a Francine, a Shelley, a Johnny. You just say you just say you just say names, don't you? <laughs> on a serious note, though, like. We, we talk about obviously it's our community we're obviously going to be biased towards it, how, how good it is but it, we, come we give think, it a try we, yeah come give it a try why not I mean fucking hell you get a trial anyway if, you just, if it's trainprimal.co's website if you want to come give it a try give it a try you get seven days yeah. uh, you get one on that seven days you still get to access the community anyway yeah. uh, we'll probably keep you in the community anyway after the trial because you've, you've taken the plunge to join our community to begin with so we think you should stay a part of it anyway even if yeah. you decide to cancel but yeah, come give it a try. Why not? We'll leave a link in the show notes and you can come have, come have a look. I'm, I'm not even a CrossFitter and I'm happy to defend CrossFit. And I'm also happy to plug, plug Train Primal as well. I was saying that I'm not a CrossFitter, but I did accidentally do CrossFit the other day. That's probably why I'm so fucking ill. I've heaven's <laughs> gated myself. No, I did, a, I did a 6th of November charity. So I did a, what was it? I had to do six kilometres in total. And the recommendation was you just do six kilometres on something of your choice. Like, a, you know, go for a run, a walk or bike or whatever. But I thought that'd be boring, so I just did like a kilometre of everything. So I did like a nice a kilometre row, a kilometre on a salt bike, a kilometre ski urge, cross trainer, spin bike, and finally a kilometre run. So is that is that kind of that CrossFit? Is that is literally a CrossFit workout. Yeah, so I've, yeah. I'm, am I accidentally a CrossFitter now? Yeah. I have transcended. Yeah. Well, to be fair, Tom, we did do that ski workout not long ago, and people were looking at us like, "What the fuck are them two doing?" That was good, though, mate. And you know what? Since then, I've actually had clients doing it, and um, good, good workout. I've, I've even this is the thing, like even though a lot of PTs and gym bros and normies kind of like take the piss out of CrossFit, whenever I've kind of gone up to other PTs or other members, I've gone, "Look, let's do this thing. It's called a you go, I go. We're going to go onto the ski urge. We're going to pick." 200 calories I'm going to do I'm going to go up until 10 calories and you're going to go straight away and we're going to keep on swapping over but back and forth back and forth suddenly like you see the fear in their eyes because this is not only is it something different all it is is interval training but you've just you've given it a label which is more exciting and more and people just forget that CrossFit is just taking normal training and putting it in a different way oh sorry in a different way just making it more exciting but it's not so much that it's the, the fear of the unknown that it's something different 
but it's also you're no longer doing three sets of 12 with two minute rest periods in between you're now doing something that so people like to talk about beast mode when they're training traditionally with weights you don't know beast mode unless you're on a ski urge and you're trying to get those <laughs> that those last hundred meters in and you're absolutely Fucking, fucked. Yeah. yeah, too right. Do you know what I mean? You're going to get have a lot of CrossFit. You you go watch the very, the CrossFit games and watch that last event. Was it like event number twelve or something like that? Yeah, so yeah, the one we was talking about earlier. You go watch that. Jesus Christ! Now that is beast mode. Those people's hands were. It looked like they had cheese graters. Hayley Adams' hands were oh. literally how she finished. I will never know because her hands were in so much like rag that I I probably would have just sacked it. I'd be thing is though, in hell. You you got on like what what we see of that is determination, fucking like really going for it, yeah, really fucking beast mode, as he said. Now that is beast mode, yeah. But what you're gonna see from this is there's a shot that's like it sort of zooms past all the chicks' fucking pants, and it shows like all the blood where they've just wiped their hands, got back on the bar, wiped their hands. Now all that's gonna happen because of media the way it is. That is just gonna be spun to this is CrossFit, yeah. This is fucking CrossFit. You bleed every day. Is this what you want to be doing? And the, and the uh, negative fucking narrow-minded people are going to be like, look at these guys. They just fucking rip their hands to bits. Why? What for? Fucking ugh. That was the elite level of the sport of CrossFit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you, no, one, no one is expected to do that what on people, a daily basis. What people seem to forget as well, right, let's look at Lewis Hamilton, okay, when he races for a championship. When it's that sort of win-lose... The safety aspect will go down, and he is willing to take more risks for because the, the reward, reward is higher. Yes, and these guys do not train like the CrossFit Games on a regular basis. These guys do not train like that. These guys come to a competition and they will wreck their body, just like any sportsman would. Let's look at a boxer, okay? He's not going to get the ring and let someone punch his fucking face out every single day. But he will when it comes to a, a belt fight, okay? Or or a powerlifter. He's not going to go until his ass explodes. They're not repping no max reps every single day. No, of course not. But what will you see on the games? You see the end result. You see what training does. Determination does. It gets them to this place. Yeah, precisely. It's like marathon runners. They're not doing. They're know, not doing marathons every miles day. every no. every every running day. No. Again, it's just periodization done very well. Yeah, of course. Um, I think we'd be daft not to mention this next one in a copy about CrossFit, and that is the constant fucking backlash against kipping pull-ups. Fuck oh, me. Don't. I've, do you know what? I'm getting to the point where it's getting fucking boring. That a normie, boring, yeah. a narrow-minded knobhead. Fucking normies. First thing he says is, ah, oh, but kipping pull-ups. Right, you do not go to a box and go... I can't do a pull-up. Oh, don't worry about it. We'll just do kipping. No one, not, no not good happen. coach, no good coach. Don't get me wrong. Not all coaches are great. Not all, uh, like all good coaches will not ever tell you to fucking swing on a bar. They will do strict. Let's build your strict. Let's build your strength. You know, because we're trying to... Magic numbers are about 10, isn't it? Once you could do 10 strict pull-ups, then you can kind of, you, should, you, you know, you can go into kipping pull-ups to be more efficient in the movement. Because people got to remember, kipping pull-up is just an efficient way of meeting the standard of the sport of CrossFit, which is to get your chin over Above that bar. bar. Yeah. It's a standard. The standard is not to do it strictly. The standard is to get your chin or your chest, depending on what variation, onto that bar. Let's take this last last fucking uh, games workout, for instance. Yeah. Okay? 300 pull-ups. Could you imagine doing 300 strict pull-ups with 
with a body armor on. No. You would have you turned off. You could not you, finish. You would have turned off four minutes into that. So yeah, done the piss, they'd have done the handstand, like as well, ha strict handstand push-ups. Let's let's put that into there as well because we kip as well. So a hundred strict handstand put-ups. That'd be fucking end index for most people. Okay. Then you do the pistols. Fine. Everyone's happy with that. Cool. Then you'd get to three hundred strict pull-ups. Oh my god, that would that'd be an hour to two hours in itself. How boring would that be? Most people do kipping pull-ups at high volume just to get through them. Because it's more you know? efficient. Because yeah. it's just... And it's and, it, and as well... It, and they're not breaking the rules. Keep, yeah, it's to keep the... Keep the... Oh, say stimulus. But it's to keep viewers still going. Like, they're never going to turn around and go, oh, 50 strict. And it is still taxing you. Look how much how gas you get doing yeah, to get yeah. pull up. Oh, you're doing them pull ups so fast. You're getting gassed. It's a, it's a stimulating a different part of your body than you would do a strict pull up. At the end no. of the day, it's a competition. Then they're not even doing it for the stimulus. They're doing it because it's a competition. So if they can use momentum, if they can do what is considered cheap pull ups to get their chin to the bar, and then day it's a competition, and it's not breaking the rules. So go for it. At the end of the day, it's the same with it's it's the, it's the same controversy as powerlifting on the bench press those massive arches you get now don't get me wrong i can understand that sometimes there's no honor in the amount of, of an arch that people get but at the same time if it's not it's breaking, breaking the rules, the rules. you're gonna it's the fucking standard people are just meeting standards yeah. but being efficient what's wrong with being efficient if you're not breaking the rules if you're not breaking the rules of course you could try and go for that big arch to reduce the range of motion now at the end of the day as kind of mentioned you guys in your programming outside of what you'll see off tv you're still doing strict pull-ups. You're still building yeah, that base layer. We do it all the time. Of, we do it all yeah. the time. Ah, so here's an important one. Not only are you building that base layer of strength, because one of the other things with uh, kipping is people say, oh, it's going to inherently injure your shoulders. It's going to wreck your shoulders because you're having that forceful jerky motion. Now, because you're still training strict pulls, including pull-ups in your programming, not only are you building strength, but you're also building resiliency mm. in your shoulders. When people think of kipping and that, they... They think of it as some loose, wild swinging motion. It's actually quite a technical movement to yeah. actually teach because it requires Very a lot of lat control, well. a lot of control of your the hollow hold in your core. It's a it's a lot of it's a lot of steps to it before you can actually do a kip and pull up. You tell some absolute fucking normie you slagging off, go on then do a kip and pull up. They could they say oh, I could do a hundred strict pull ups. I'm fucking I could do kipping. They try it, they won't be able to do it. I guarantee it because it's fucking it's it's hard. It's technical and it requires. It's not a wild swing at all. It's a controlled movement which takes a little bit of time to get into. I think the vast majority of normies just assume that once you get your chin to the bar, you just pretty much drop like you're a puppet right. with your strings cut course, and you yeah. just it's yank on okay. your shoulders. But you're not. The best way to kind of describe that motion is you kind of, you know like a, like an old train, an old steam train. And the way yeah. that they have that, I don't know the word for it. But oh, no, the way, I understand. The locomotion. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't just drop. It's going like a no. gyro motion. And that's pretty much what you're doing with the kipping, uh, the kipping pull-up. It is a technique that not anyone can just do. It does require how to learn that, that momentum and that pattern you get. You're almost making like a... The infinity symbol, I suppose. Yeah, you need to control the swing. The moment you start going wild with the swing, you lose it and you just fall because you, you can't. Most of the time that you're going to teach this is for people that are going into competitions. That's the only time you, you'd really teach this. Most people learn it for the open. Yeah. Most people learn it for when they go into competitions because you can go to a competition and you don't want to be below the standard. If, if, if you've got five rounds of 10 pull-ups, 10 toes to bar... 
and 10 press-ups. Just for instance, how fast is that person going to be if he can just do the do the butterfly? Well, yeah. look at our programs, Andy. We've got the Primal Assault program, which is basically a functional fitness competitors program, which is there is high volume of pull-ups now. We expect people to try and do kipping pull-ups because they're tr- they're, the goal of that program is to enable you to compete. We've got Primal Life, though, which is our normal fitness program, which is for everyone to get involved in. And we, we keep the volume of the pull-ups low and we pretty much specify strict pull-ups because there's no need for people on that normal fitness journey to do kipping pull-ups. Why would they need to do it? They don't. And that's what people need to understand. It's, it's a necessity in the sport because you need to be efficient. There's Normal, that key, like, great. That, that key word, specificity. Yeah, of course, yeah. Everything needs to be specific to your goals. Crossfitters aren't doing keeping pull-ups because they somehow believe it's a pull-up, you know, a traditional pull-up. They're doing it because it's a specificity for their sport. And the key word there is it's a sport. They're not doing a keeping pull-up thinking, oh, well, this is going to be great for an eccentric overload on my back muscles, on my lats. No, it's simply to get your chin to the bar as effectively as possible. So if you can fucking throw yourself up there, of course you're going to do it. If I can get my, if I can get my hips more involved to save my arms, that means I'm going to stay on this bar longer, which means I'm going to get more reps out. Listen, I've done monkey bars in races before. At no point during the monkey bars was I thinking... Ah, I want to really control the concentric and eccentric portion here so I get a good muscle contraction of the monkey bars. And I'm fucking kicking my legs, I'm swinging, I'm flying through, I'm doing weird shit, mate. Because at the end of the day, that's not my goal. My goal is just to get from A to B, and that's what kipping pull-ups are. But but again, I can see see where people get up. Like, if if you're in a gym and there's that fucking dude that never does it, never trains strict, all he does is kip, 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 kip. Kip, then there's going to be a kip, problem. Kip, then there's going to be a problem. May not be uh, ten years, fifty. It could be. It could never be a problem. Chances are, there's going to be a problem. But he's increasing you know? that risk. Yes. He's not going to inherently create a problem. You know, he might survive for years, as you said. You might not have come across any kind of issues, but you are kind of increasing your risk, as you said. Yeah. But that just comes down to good programming, doesn't it? You need a good program where you incorporate strict, strict all the time. We do all our training all the time, don't we, Andy? We've always got strict in there, pretty much. I mean, us probably in there more, to be honest. Again, I, I understand it. I do understand it because you look at, you look at, when you learn a new movement, what do you want to do? You just want to do that movement, don't you? You know what I mean? The first time I did handstand walks, I was fucking. I'd spend all day in a gym doing handstand walks. It's cool to show off, you know? That's what we do it for. Well, the thing is, mate, the games. People see these things on the games, and they see the kip and pull-ups, the kip and bar muscle-ups, the kip and... And people want to do that. Like, I want to do that. I want to be that fast. But you have to remember, these people at the, the, the higher end of their fitness journeys, if you're at the start of your journey, you need to be prepared that to get to there, you've got to put a lot of work in, and you have to start at the bottom. You know, it's expect, uh, managing your expectations. When you first get into weight training in general, you're not going to be slapping on plate after plate after plate in your first no. week. Just it's like PVC pipe for two years, isn't it? It's Tom? PVC pipe for at least at least twenty years, and if <laughs> if you get a sh- if you get a hip shift, guess what? You're going fucking back by ten that years. PVC pipe. Yeah. Again. That's, Again. That's, another, that's one thing I don't like about the crop. Like I did my level one a few years ago, and we just fuck it. We were just on a PVC pipe the whole weekend, and I was fucking raging. And you yeah. get a bit of weight on it and you're like, this is nothing like the simulations. Yeah. <laughs> I understand it. I understand the PVC part thing, but I think it's used by a lot of coaches as a way of making themselves look better than they are. They'll be like, look how look how good I am at getting you on the PVC pipe and teaching you all this blah, blah, blah. All I these think a lot patterns. of it is perfectionism perfectionism yeah. as well. Yeah, that's the because it makes you look better, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, we're going to make you perfect. Particularly, on the PVC pipe. particularly those that are extremely focused on biomechanics. 
But the thing is, we all we all move in weird and wonderful ways. Yeah. You know? Just because I, I wobble a little bit doesn't mean that I'm going to fucking cream in. Yeah. That's the point, actually, about moving in different weird and wonderful ways and being biomechanical perfectionists. Uh, you guys have mentioned her to me before, and obviously, for those CrossFitters that, you know, are in the know, they're going to know the name instantly. But to me, it was someone new. It was uh, Tia, what's her face? We mentioned her earlier. Yeah, just to justify it I, I'm I'm not a crossfitter so I don't know much about these people but I was watching her doing um, uh, I watched her do a clip of a front squat and her knees caved inwards yeah. like mega but she's adaptive for that and she's used to that but if she was to go I bet you if, if she was to go into a crossfit box and for whatever reason people didn't know who she was obviously they fucking are gonna know who she is yeah um, that would be if, a big issue yeah Massive you know issue. and she started doing that this could be yeah straight back to pvc pipe yeah that's the issue and she's a uh, top tier athlete for the crossfit yeah. games well crossfit, the crossfit. She, she's, she's the fittest woman in the world and a commonwealth gold medalist yeah yeah i saw that on her instagram pro, you know uh, profile. So, i never knew that but yeah these perfectionists, let's fucking say it outright. Squat you, shit like that. Other people like that, they will they will hammer this, and they will yeah. hammer the people that don't know. But yet there are people like her that, okay, cool. Does it hurt me? No. Is it inherently bad? Maybe. Yeah. Am I? He would be maybe. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's I, fucking. It, it drives me insane that there are there are these coaches and there are these people that are out there that want to perfect you. I would fucking hate it. If I went into a box and they're like, right, let's grab the PVC pipe. I'm like, okay, cool. What are we doing? We're just going to learn some movements. Cool. All right, see you tomorrow, guys. The tomorrow comes. Hey, let's get back on that pipe. And that this this process happened where I'm fucking spending days and days and days. And you're making no money. And you're making no meaningful adaptations. No, I'm just getting on a pipe. But when you finally do get weight on the bar, suddenly it feels like a completely different movement. Mm. Do you know? Because it is, isn't it? It's a shot. That it's, yeah. a, it's a massive difference. You've got weight in the bar. Huge difference. So I would get on a PVC pipe with everybody I've been with. And I'm like, right, let's get on a pipe. How do you feel? Comfortable? Yeah, feel good? Right, straight, let's get on a bar. Let's get loading. Because yeah. you could always regress. Yeah. I'm, I didn't turn around after uh, like anyone I coached. And I was like, oh, do you put like 100 on, mate? Let's go for it. No, it was a bar. Let's see how you move. Let's see how you cope with it. Are you happy with that? Let's do some fives. Let's get to a point where I think it's dangerous, like before I think it's dangerous, and you you're too worried about it. You know, we'll get to we'll get to a happy happy ground where we can just build, staying on a PVC pipe for fucking a year, six months, or even three months is no good to no one. Sometimes you've just gotta just accept and see what happens. You know? Yeah, load management. I'm sure there'll be people listening to this absolutely screaming, thinking, oh, CrossFit's still shit. But if, if you've got any points and people want to get in touch, get in touch. We'll happily address these points. I mean, fucking hell, we'll even get you on the fucking podcast for a part two <laughs> yeah. where we can uh, translation, talk to you about it. I mean, translation, what Bill is saying is, you know, I, I'm happy just kind of like bang you out, really, with some studies and <laughs> yeah. some facts <laughs> and some data. I will fuck you up. <laughs> me, me and my 250,000 know, friends that uh, I'm in a cult with will fuck uh, you yeah. up. <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> I, I'm happy to prove you wrong. <laughs> I mean yeah but if people want to have a discussion about it we're happy to have a discussion yeah. if you're going to come in closed minded and say you're a fucking kip and pull up dickhead well, I'll, I'll just, I'm just going to tell you to piss off because yeah. we ain't got time for it yeah. but, um, <laughs> we've just come over an hour lads I think we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up there I think we can conclude really that um, oh wait a sec wait a sec whoa 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 it says here are games winners really the fittest what did you mean by that Bill oh 
I don't know, again, I don't know, I forgot one of my points. I'm not getting bad at this, aren't I? You are, mate. Your fucking slap uh, rogue attitude. Married life's uh, got you, yeah, mate, isn't it's, it? It's hard, isn't it? Well, if I'm not married yet, mate. No, let's not jump the gun a bit. Let's not give, let's not give her any ideas too soon. Fuck me, I've only proposed. But, uh, now, what I mean was, you always see it, don't you, about... The, they, obviously, the CrossFit Games claims that it's the fittest on earth, doesn't it? And there's people who go, oh, is that really the case? I'd argue, I'd probably say, it depends on your definition of fittest, really, doesn't it? Because... I mean, what do you think, Tom? Would you say they're the fittest on earth if you look at what they actually can do? I mean, how are they actually judged by each each event? Are they actually judged on... Because what we've got to worry about as well is obviously I've seen each individual exercise station. So let's say they'll go and do their handstands on one bit. The finishing line for the run is one bit. The squats is another bit. Each station has a referee. And we have no, to rely on that. will normally move with them. Oh, yeah, same one. But we have to rely on that referee judging the reps as well. So they do no reps. Just let and, you know... Just to let you know, it is a fucking heart. Like, so I had a friend who went down and did uh, coaching on strength and depth, like in the UK. Judging, you mean? Yeah, yeah. And he had to take a fucking online test first. Oh yeah, he had to I do a full, hard. a full online test, and they went down and got looked at. So it's like, and at that caliber, you don't. Judges we, are very we, good. We wouldn't be, we wouldn't be allowed to just fucking pop up to the CrossFit Games and say, "I'll be a volunteer." You've got to go through. Like hours of like, you've got to have had hours under your belt of um, like fucking volunteering, and then moved on to. You gotta be experienced and well yeah, definitely. It's all, it's all on film anyway, most of the time. So but you can't really. Like... One of my one of my issues is obviously it's up to the referee's disc- discretion if um, a rep counts or not. And as I was saying earlier about you know the Matt and Tia show, is it, is it sometimes doing po- uh, politics? Now, if you're a referee, refereeing the CrossFit Games, and you're suddenly refereeing Matt or Tia, do you want to be the referee causing waves by no repping those kind of athletes? Oh, mate, it happened at this game. It happened at this game. I saw it. Matt got no rep like four times yeah. at this flipping. Yeah. One of the, one no, of the fair play. I just wanted to bring up because this is a concern of mine because obviously it's one of those things where it happens in things like judges in bodybuilding and powerlifting, etc. All kinds like where so people... So scared of the repercussions. Yes, they're scared of the repercussions. I mean, look at football. When referees have given red cards and yellow cards, sent people off, and they've had fucking death threats, so I was kind of worried about that. So if you, if you, if you, you guys know better than me, if you believe that it's strictly refereed on a point system, then yeah, at the end of the day, if someone places first through having more points, then technically they are the fittest person in the competition. But it doesn't just come down to fitness; it would also come down to technique as well because quite a lot of the stuff they do is technical but once again that is a part of the sport and the skill so yeah i'd say so there so there's a standard they have to meet there is a standard they have to meet um and they do meet it you know you know um these refs um may may not be like a hundred percent on the ball because we're humans at the end of the day we make errors it's it happens in that but if you like what i see from the games if there's a no rep there's not even a quite, there's not a bat an eyelid. That, that literally an athlete it's not will worth go, it, is it? You lose a okay. lot of time otherwise. Like if you turn around and you go, fucking hell, what's that, ref? You've lost we'll that you you you've already gone back two, three places. Yeah. So they just accept it. Cool, let's go again. Cool, let's go again, you know, until they get it right. And I don't think it's a sport because it's a bit like a cult where everybody wants to be involved. Yeah. There isn't that sort of negativity towards it. Like if someone gets no reps. Do you know what I mean? It is what it is. It is what it is. Um, good call from the ref. Let's go. Let's move on. You know, is it the fit? Is it the fittest? Big... Could, could you go and could you argue against? I don't know how you'd argue saying they're not the fittest because of how good they are over mixed modalities. Because 
someone who's really good at running, it depends on your definition of fit, isn't it? Depends are on they your specialists? No. Are they specialists in their sport? Yes. If you got... Well, look at that Hunter McIntyre. He was gobbing off, weren't he? And they said, all right, jump on, mate. Let's see how you get on. And he got cut the first round last year. Yeah, context. Hunter McIntyre was a OCR world champion. So that's obstacle course running. And he's a world champion, like nine-time winner or something. But he said he could beat CrossFitters. He came on the games. He got given a wild card. And he got cut on the second cut, I think it was. He got a little bit in there. But he got cut. He got cut basically, and he didn't. He didn't really step up to the, to the plate, which is and now he's fucking vanished. Yeah, so I think, that... I think yeah, it it just proves that because there's so much, and this is why I don't think there's many people that train like these top tier level athletes do. You know, like Tia and Matt, they spend the hours you got to put in is unbelievable. They spend up to eight hours in a gym, so between six and eight hours every every day, not including the rest days, but. Six to eight hours, that's a day's work. Like, this is what they do. This is their life. This is, this is their life choice. So, yes, I would say they are the fittest people on earth. I would, yeah. I mean, if people have got comebacks to that, yeah, said them in. But I, I think it's hard to argue against it just because of what they can do. Uh, and also, it depends on your definition of fitness. If you've got a certain definition of fitness, then it might not fit your definition, which is, which is fine. But... but if we got every sport... Put it into a into a big sack, and we pulled seven out and put them on. So if you got a runner, uh, like the world champion runner, you got the world champion biker, you got uh, like let's look at rowing, anything like that, proper fitness, anything that you call fitness, you put it into a bag. This is what CrossFit claims, yeah. They pull it into a bag, they jumble it around, they pull it out, and they will do well in all them sports. And I do believe that's what they do. What about if we? You know, we put it down to maybe not the fittest person at the games, but the the best jack of all trades. I would know. I would still say they are the fittest people on this earth. On earth, yeah. Oh, fair play. Just just for the fact, like, no, they are not the world's best cyclists. No, they are not the world's best uh, rowers. But they're no, well rounded. But they are very rounded. When people specialise in one thing. Yeah. And this comes back to what I look at, like, with the army. I know I'm chatting about army here. We talk about this fucking soldier athlete at the moment. And you get, like, people that just love powerlifting but don't want to run. Or they love running but don't lift weights. But you have to get that balance. You have to have the balance. And, and this is why I... I no, I, that, I think uh, a couple of episodes ago, me and Bill kind of touched on very briefly about... Uh, how actually injury risk can kind of increase if you specialise in only one sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did, didn't we? Yeah. We talked about early specialisation in children. Yeah, with, early like, specialisation. Yeah, that was to do with youth training like in children. So, you know, having that well-rounded activity, awesome. Awesome. Plus, if, God forbid, if some, I'm talking about just general activity here, but if something was to happen that put you out of action for a very particular movement, at least you know you've got all these other things you can kind of do. So that's another point I'd like to make. Do you know what? Ironically, um, we was talking about how you have all these varieties of movements with CrossFit. Another benefit to CrossFit, I want to give a thumbs up for this, is you can actually be very, you can have a lot of variety with what you do with CrossFit with very minimal equipment. Yeah. And in a very short amount of space as well. So just having a set of dumb, uh, set of dumbbells or a single kettlebell. And a lot of the time, it isn't even the exercises you're doing but the method, you're, the training system you're using, such as 
an imam or the ladder you know it's, 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 there's a lot of variety not just in regards to the exercise and the equipment but also the methods of training and I like that I really like that keeps it exciting keeps people engaged and it keeps people being able to sustain the healthy habit of exercise long term because they don't get bored everyone thinks they're a gangster until they do an imam <laughs> yeah <laughs> too right too right um, I think we'll wrap up there lads has anyone got any final points on the super duper topic of CrossFit if you're not interested in uh, doing CrossFit um, jump on over in the description in, uh, link in the description train primal we're not CrossFit we are functional fitness come give it a bash let us know what you like uh, and see if you like it if not let us know see what we can do better Love I it. just want to say it. like um, going back to Heaven's Gate if you go and Google Heaven's Gate sneakers <laughs> you you tell you look at those pictures and you tell me that heaven's gate were not the first crossfitters you look at me with a sh- with a straight face and tell me heaven's gate were not crossfitters they can you totally uh, were. they were transcending beyond normism it's got quite a tip on it if you're talking Just about context, like tin foil hat. Tom is wearing a tin foil hat at the moment so to look at him with a straight face is proving quite challenging it's going to be on social media very soon <laughs> oh hang on hang on <laughs> oh for fuck's sake <laughs> I'm ready to I'm ready to go into Hades Comet Disclaimer This is making it sound like That Train Primal Is now a cult That's associated with Heaven's Gate I want to I want to promise you That's not That's not the case I don't know why they think um, that <laughs> Oh for fuck's sake Right lads I think we should wrap it up there Before uh, Yeah Tom's been abducted Brilliant Right lads I'll, uh, I'll see you next week Tom's been off the cough medicine A bit too much hasn't he <sighs> what Get my, yourself back on the strepsils Onto the strepsils And the horlicks Oh yeah. Right lads. Pleasure as always. I'll uh, speak to you next week. Oh alright. You gotta go have ya. Is the wife calling ya? Oh alright. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) As always, thanks for listening. We really hope we've changed some mindsets out there and negativity towards CrossFit. Of course nothing is perfect, but the hate it seems to get on some occasions just doesn't seem warranted. For us though, the community is the highlight. As mentioned, me and Andy have our own fitness community, which is basically open to everybody. It's not cross-oriented at all. It is an all-round general fitness package for, for everybody. So Train Primal offers various fitness programs to meet your goals, and it's all tried and tested. Me and Andy even do participate in these programs, as we know we do truly believe in their success. More importantly, though, is that community, and that's something we're putting a lot of work into. So if you want to join this community, you can head to trainprimal.co. I'll link it in the show notes and you can sign up to a seven day free trial where you'll also be given instant access to our closed Facebook group where you can chat to us and chat to other members. Really hope to see some more of you guys in there in the future. So we will see you next week, same time, same place for a brand new episode. See you soon. (laughs) 